0: Hey guys, and welcome to Season 3 of the Us People Podcast. I'm your host Rox and in this season, I get to make my guests laugh, cry, and even make them think about life a little differently, with the questions I fire over to them, which digs into their lives and professions a little differently. We even had a chance to change up the intro, giving you a fresh, new sound. I look forward to sharing Season 3 of the Us People Podcast with you. Let's go. Peace.
1: This is why I'm an artist and the founder of creativeexpressions.co. You are listening to the Us People Podcast with Savia
0: Rocks. Made up my mind, now is my time to shine. Now is my time to shine. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Young People Podcast. I'm your host SaviRox and today I am humbled and have the utmost gratitude to have the beautiful Y here with me. He is an artist, activist, founder of Creative Expressions, poet, educator and has his own vlog called Why Not Show Love, which is a beautiful title. Guys, show some love. And I want to welcome the beautiful Y to the show. Why, thank you so much for coming on the Yes People podcast. How are you? I'm
1: good. Honored to be here. I always like to start with a little tone, you know, for my musician fans, you know, that major seven, major nine life, you know, if you know, and if you don't know, Google it, you know, but <laughs> it all starts with that sound and that utterance, you know, before we could speak words, we made sounds, you know, that's so that's my little homage. To always bring it back to the foundation and before we made sounds we had silence and that's the rest notes you know so it's the space that gives you the groove you know so i'm here i'm here to groove with us you know and that's such a beautiful title and 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 i love the work and i'm thankful to be here
0: oh wow thank you so much even hearing you play the guitar even before we began it sounded so silky Mm. and i and i know creative people understand the words silky and smooth
1: And I'm listening to your voice, actually. So you got to give yourself credit because your note smooth is the root note uh, of that. So, you know, put some respect on yourself for being hey. a muse, you know. You, you have, you got that, you got the radio voice down. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're in oh, here.
0: Oh, man, we're in here. We're definitely in here. Why? Yeah, we're I'm in here.
1: I'm a sailboat. You're the wind. So <laughs> I just, I, I respect my, my role over here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man.
0: So, yeah. why my first question for you, I would love to ask you, could you tell me about your background of where you grew up and how that influenced you to be the person who you are today?
1: Yeah, that that's a beautiful question, the origin, and you know, as we mentioned before we started rolling, you know, I'll start with the human suit and I'll take it into galactic since I got... I got full, full, full freedom and permission over here to, to let it loose. And, you know, that's what I got to give to anyone who's taking their valuable moment of life to, to listen to us. You know, it's it's an honor, first and foremost, to be here. But where I started, uh, you know, I like to say my spaceship crash landed in Queens, you know, Jamaica, Queens, particularly on the south side. And uh, if you're not from New York or familiar with the New York area, we, we got some notable folks out of there, you know, some 50 senses, some... Nicki Minaj is also legendary jazz musicians as well, you know, we we were once home to people like Billie Holiday, even Miles had a little stash spot over there in a second, and my family is of Guyanese descent, both my mom and dad, so I come from those Caribbean West Indies roots, which... Gave me my taste for spice, you know, and uh, the discipline, you know, pops, you know, if if I had a 90, he's like, why is it not a 95? If you got 100, he said, hey, where's the extra credit? So there was a lot of focus and discipline and, uh, you know, it was good food. My mom was just really uh, a loving person. So it was a good balance, you know, my mom was just always, she's everybody's mom. So if you come through to the crib, you're not leaving without eating, you know. She busts up roti she does all of that so like yeah she claps it up so like it was always in my nature to be like of service through that and also have a little focus and discipline you know so that's the origins literally so shout out to jamaica queens and then um guyana you know that that's the background over there but i've tapped into knowing that you know there is a deep deep things and you know as i got more into like you know my spiritual path Uh, You know, my given name is Yogi, you know, but of course, four letters is too long for me. So I had to cut it down to Y because it helped me like uh, ask a question, you know, and uh, I'm a nerd. So I like Y because it's like monosyllabic. So it's one word. So one syllable. Why? So it takes the least effort possible to say. And it's a question, you know, and I always ask myself about why am I here? What's the purpose? And grounding myself in that purpose allows me to. You know feel as an individual but connected to all things so yeah. you know it, it reminds me to do that so you know I always want to connect myself to the diaspora you know coming from the you know uh, a background of that so just want to shout out the ancestry we are part of the you know the, the afro-caribbean diaspora and all of that a lot of times it's disconnected you know there was a lot of tensions in Guyana over there but you know I, I'm I always want to give Acknowledgement to blackness and that to be the source of all of it, you know what I mean? So I know I come from down the lineage of it, so I always wanna acknowledge those roots all the way back to the to the origin and to the source and especially to the divine blackness of space, which is once again those rest notes, man. So everything is there.
0: I love your energy just from even just having you here. I can just feel it, it's ambient. Ooh. High
1: vibrations. <laughs> it's
0: high vibrations. Mm-hmm. So why? let's get more into you. Yeah. Can you define yourself as a person and who you see when you look in the mirror? But on the flip side of that question, has there ever been a time where you have looked in a mirror and not recognized the person staring back at you? How did you manage to transform your life to come back and be the person that you want to be from a dark space or from a space that Mm. you didn't recognize?
1: Ooh, these are lovely lovely you know take a moment to breathe on it you know let it sit and marinate you know all food tastes better if you you marinate it you That's know true. so yeah I, I think once again the connection was growing up in new york from a west indies household you know by the time i started school in elementary it was different because you know i was raised in a certain way That once I started, you know, hanging around more friends, I noticed it was different, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think it was because of a lot of those things, you know, I credit my parents for. But uh, to be real, I did grow up with some challenges, you know, my pops was uh, diagnosed with like schizophrenia and those things, so I didn't really know. And then he was dealing with like alcoholism, so like, I just, oh man, sometimes he's really happy, sometimes he's really down, that's how I perceived it as a kid, so... And then, you know, sometimes it would be a little, you know, West Indies family always, yeah, wait, put on, you leave your shoes over there, you know what I mean? Like, hey, you didn't pick up your stuff. So, like, I was like, all right, you know, I used to kind of be, to be honest, a little jumpy on edge, because, you know, but then my mom would be like the total balance of that. So I feel like the universe blessed me, like what you said, with that dark and that light. And, um you know, now as an adult, I have. Seeing the blessings of both, you know, I think when I was younger, it was really easy for me to appreciate what my mom gave to me, but now, you know, as I've been on my career path and the focus I have, and to be an independent artist, is like I couldn't have done that without what my pops gave me, which was like that work ethic, and he was the one that always said you could go further, you could go further, and you know, he actually published a few poems, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that was the first artistic thing he instilled excellence in me of like writing and, and studies you know so like he was always someone that was like it's important to read you know I would go to the library you know after school and, and like continue that I would listen to a lot of music and kind of get exposed to the arts through that but I was I was always in my bag I'm a middle child also so I have an older brother and a younger sister so uh, yeah I got I got both of that yin and yang and I really, really went through that. And as I went through the public school system out here in New York, you know, I tried to find my way. And then I noticed I didn't really fit into one table, you know, cause some, you know, in New York, we got a lot of Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. So they're yo, this guy, he's, he's this. And I said, nah, nah, as this. And people, oh, he Filipino, he's this. I would always be called a lot of different uh, ethnicities. And it was funny to me. So I always felt like, since I couldn't really fit into one table, <laughs> I was bouncing around and, you know, as a kid, that was very nerve wracking because, you know, you want to find that place that feels right. Yeah. But I'm um, the symbol that I've connected to is the question mark, you know, not knowing, you know, so like uh, my mom always reminded me to like be open minded and, you know, treat everybody with a certain level of etiquette and respect. And yes. I think later on, by the time I got to middle school, I realized, you know what, maybe I'm supposed to be able to bounce around in all these spaces or Uh, feel these places and maybe it's okay to be a different part of this and not feel like just one thing and you know and I I think that's probably my pop situation because you know people who deal with those things they're very multi energetic you know so one day I'd be like okay I really want to do this or one day I want to get into the reading or music or this and then I always felt like I couldn't settle for one and I thought that was such a, a flaw you know but later as I grew into that I realized wow we are being prepared for a multi-dimensional like experience so like i now i can see it was advantageous because some people i know that stuck to one thing and only did that they have trouble moving around to that but i always keep the i like to say i keep the claim malleable and um speaking of mirrors uh an activity i used to have and i think maybe because of middle child syndrome i used to look in the mirror a lot and have these deep conversations with myself Mm -hmm. and I remember it was very therapeutic cause you know, if there was something I didn't like that was going on in the household, like I said, I was kind of a little bit shy. So I would go to the mirror and like build my confidence. I would kind of like make myself into who I want to be. So I'd be like, hey, I'm a bop bop bop," And as a kid who had a very active imagination, uh, I would just make myself laugh, you know? And I would try to make myself feel good. Cause I don't know, from a young age, I felt like that was something that we have access to. Yes and something to the source that was in me. And, and you know, cause same thing, I had an older brother who's really good at academics. He got really, really high marks and grades and I'm only a year younger than him. So it was kind of like, yo, follow. They gave me his old clothes and everything. Well, I don't wanna wear his clothes, I want my own, you know? So I felt like I was in his shadow and then my sister was a girl and a baby. So like, she got it, you know, and my parents had experience from one to two. So the third time, you know, they learned some things. So I was always kind of feeling like protective with her and then that, you know, and then that was kind of something. So it was kind of an introspective time where the mirror was there. And, and I, I looked inside myself for a lot of answers. Once again, at the time, didn't seem like the best move, but now I count my blessings for those. Yeah, so it's it, it was really, really good for me to, to have those experiences and, you know, to reflect on it. And, and I think one major, major thing was kind of realizing there was something bigger out there guiding us because like I said for me it was imagination and when I heard that Einstein quote that he says uh, imagination is more important than knowledge and I started to understand that uh, all these creative ideas and forms of expression come from imagination, you know, someone had to think of it before it came into reality, right? Before we had like cell phones or airplanes. So listen, you know, we could make this thing that flies. Everybody like, la, 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 you wildin'. But, you know, it's for those people who stick to their imagination that create things that are off the hook. So, like, uh, I'm glad that I lean on my imagination to this day. So, when I got trouble with the rent, I said, hey, you, you know, I said, look, my parents survived all these things. I'm going to make it through. And then when I don't want to work a job, I'm like, nah, I could dub that job and something's going to come through that's aligned with my spirit and my work. So that was something to kind of become a little bit self-reliant on certain things. Because, yeah. you know, like I said, my family was dealing with things and they were struggling to pay bills. You know, we grew up on the, the welfare and them things. Yeah. But like it was normal because everybody was like that where we grew around. So only until I started going to school and that, I realized oh snap, this one got more shoes, or this one do this, or this one get a haircut every week, or, you know, but it was good because I did have a family foundation. Also, my mom and dad are one of eight each, mm. so I have mad cousins, mm. and it was like a little tribe, so it was almost like, you know, the Wu-Tang Clan of, you know, <laughs> and there was older cousins and very little ones, so there was a lot of um age diversity. Yeah. So a lot of cousins and that. So like, you know, when, when I wouldn't have the best experience, I could always like run off to one of the cousins or one of my aunties or that. And we were all geographically kind of around the same same area. So that mm-hmm. that felt like a support system, you know. So uh, once again, I'm thankful for coming from a large family. But also like, you've, it's a, it's always, you're always going to hear both sides with me, you know. The other side is it's easy for me to kind of be introverted and go on my own. But then when it goes around people, I always feel like, I do have something to share, but I try to ground that in imagination, you know, in the foundation. So that was it. The mirror talks at a very young age, a curiosity through it, and a willingness to explore and, you know, having certain uh, draw to that. So, yeah, I would say that was a big, big thing in my my origin, just a lot of, um, yeah, exploration, you know.
0: I love that. Imagination. One thing that I did connect with just when you said it was the actual fact that regardless you didn't want to take a job necessarily but you wanted to do you wanted to wait for something creative to come your way that you know your expertise would give a hundred percent to now not a lot of people would stick by that and the reason why I bring it up is because I know that and I say I've said this many times before in the show to other people of other guests that sometimes working a nine-to-five or working in a field that is not for you can be so destroying. And I don't want mm. that for anybody who is creative. So anytime that comes up and someone like yourself turns around and says, listen, at the end of the day, go for what you want in your life. Ooh. Yeah, it's key. And even if you have to wait, like my grandma always told me, she's such a wise woman, mm. wait. Having patience is one of the strongest skills that you can ever have in your life. Loving what you do and having patience are skills that not many people in the planet will master. But once Mm. you are able to be consistent and meditate on those two and master them, you will have a gift that not many people will be able to have. You know? And that was beautiful because, and and in relation to you talking about having a West Indian family, one of the things that I've also realized is my grandmother wanted to be, for example, a photographer and a writer. She Mm, never got mm -hmm. to do it because of the things that were happening at that time. So she had to be a mother. She had to Mm -hmm. do things she didn't want to do because she didn't have the freedom like we have. Now I call it creative freedom yes whereas before it was just creativity but without the freedom so there are there are so many things that and I'm so glad you're on the show talking about this that we ourselves are grateful for and I can tell that you have utmost gratitude for what you do and Uh. it's beautiful to be able to have that so I want to thank you even before I move on for just sharing that
1: Big love, big love, big love. Yeah. And thank you for the acknowledgement. Because, you know, I like to say we were all born artists, right? Yeah. And some of us lose it, right? And those are blessed are those who keep it going and we re- realize the creativity and the expression of that is a very necessary part to life, right? Because, same thing. When I bumped heads, they were like, oh, get a job, do this. And I was like, you know, same thing. And I said, Pops, what about you? You was wanting to write and you was wanting to do this. And, my mom was into arts and crafts and stuff, and I was like, they afforded me the ability to do so. Same. I always told them, I said, you guys, you guys made me this because this is, you know, y'all coming in and the sacrifices that a lot of immigrant parents and, you know, us are first generation. Yeah. You know, they yeah. did so much for us. And, you know, I think they were they were hoping for the doctors and the lawyers and that, but yeah. they allowed us the level of freedom. I love how you said creative freedom to be artists because you know my pops had to go straight to work and straight to that my mom same thing they got married at a very young age and they were shipped off boom come into the states because there's better opportunity more jobs right the the guyana guyana government collapsed when you know england was at the time you know occupying and colonizing guyana and they got their independence and the country collapsed, so a lot of Guyanese they went to Canada, London, New York, you know, yeah, true. some Florida, and it was an exodus. So, like, it was because of their trials and tribulations that allowed us to become the creatives, right? So, yeah, big up to them, you know,
0: big time. That is big time. One thing I would love to do is I would like, I would love, sorry, for you to walk me through a day in wise life, okay? So from when you wake up in the morning to when you mm-hmm. decide you're going to get creative in any field or any aspect or ambience of what you do to how you flow through your day. I want people to understand you more and what you do with your skills and your talent.
1: Yes. So there's a a concept I learned called circadian rhythm that, that I actually jacked from farmers. You know, this is something that farmers do and animals do this instinctively, right? An animal, a cat never looks at the clock but I have a cat. My cat meows exactly when it's dinner time. Because yeah, so you know, shout out to the cat gang. I got my tabby <laughs> key over here in the cut, you know what I mean? But uh shout out to our, our cat. They see another dimension, that's another topic. But to say this is this is what I got guys. I have one schedule every single day that I always fail, but I still keep this one day schedule. And I'll give you guys that schedule. And I'll tell you why it shows me how humbling failure is. But every time I look at a clock. I have this schedule as a reference and it came off of learning about circadian rhythm. So at my point where I decided I was going to be, this is it for me. I'm jumping down the rabbit hole forever in the bottomless pit of the arts, right? So I decided because, you know, I I thought about what my pops was telling me and what my mom's was showing me in in the schools and those things came and I said, you know what? I have to be more structured than a job or school if I'm going to succeed at this. Cause structure is that, that left brain that I said, I'm so in admiration of in people. So I said, wait a minute, if I could be on a structured schedule the same way, cause you know, a school can structure your schedule for four years to get a degree or this and that. And I said, if I could create a structure that allows me to express all facets of my life the health the wellness and the well-being uh, i can do this so this is my daily schedule that like i said some days i'm hitting it all the way but most days i fail but i'm still a simplest and a minimalist at heart so this is what i do guys um i strive my best to get up around six and most of the time i do sometimes it's a little later sometimes sometimes i wake up a little earlier and and i just trust in that but that's the average time And the first two hours I'm up, usually, you know, six to eight, I strive not to look at the devices. And the first thing I do when my consciousness is there that I remember I'm in a human suit, I give thanks. Like you said, attitude, gratitude. That's the first thing. Once I know that I'm conscious, I say, I am thankful because there is a moment that one day we won't be, you know, we won't have this blessing of the form. I kind of like wiggle my fingers and check in and then I say a meditation or a prayer depending on what somebody refers to it as but I think it's really a, a inner check and I thanks and I usually try to give at least 10 to 15 things I'm grateful for I am grateful I woke up I'm grateful this and I think that just sets a tone for yeah. my consciousness then the second thing I do is I go for water you know as simple as the it sound is big I go and I have a, a filter water thing This at room temperature boom 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 and then I give sustenance to that. And then I say, I'm going to do something good for my body. So that could sometimes lead to going out, going into the park, uh, hitting the yoga mat, do something that's there, but really give that meditation, give that gratitude and do something physical because this body is a vessel and it must be taken care of just like anything needs to be maintained. And I know that this is a vehicle and we only got one, you know, so I always want to make sure that first couple hours is not in the devices because I'm easily to get overwhelmed. I used to start before and go right into emails or feel like I have to go into my musical practice or scales or something. But as time came in, I really need to build a relationship with myself. So the first two hours are about that. And then after I get through those two hours, I look at what are the most... Annoying tasks I have for the day And this is usually I need to get rid of them quick Because if I know I got to bun them up fast That's how I say I say I got to get these things done Done them up So like If I had to do this email Or this invoice thing Or this other thing Or I had to have this You know Uncomfortable conversation I need to kind of set up for Or the food stamp office Telling me I need to renew this Or that Or you know You know what I'm talking yeah, about Because life be life it, You know <laughs> I say, look, next to me, get rid of all of the things. Now that I'm in a grateful position, let me go balance that. You're gonna always hear this in my conversation, this this balance of of both sides. And yeah, I try to tackle some of the more challenging tasks, you know, and that will sometimes be, for me, it's administrative things. It is things that are, you know, like I had to learn to develop my right brain and, and, and oh. I'm sorry, my, yeah, that left brain energy. So. I started really, really um, tapping into, okay, you can do. I read a great book called The Four Hour Workweek that would say you can really do a lot in a focus two hours, then maybe it will take four hours. You can reduce it. So, once again, I have a whiteboard. I write on the whiteboard all the things. I have stuff from the day before. So, if anything didn't get done, eliminate those tasks. Harder to have. And that will usually take me, same thing about two or so hours and then after that it's all in these chunks then the third chunk is to do something that feeds my creative spirit you know so I'll tap on an instrument I'll write a journal entry I'll do some form and what I learned to be not so rigid because I used to be very specific and like it's meditation yoga workout and park but then I learned body gratitude body hard to deal with what those things are are varied because I learned how to be malleable Then I bring in the creativity and then that will usually take me to about, you know, then I'm at about the midway of the day. So this is noon. And then that's usually when, you know, I kind of follow this intermittent fasting. Then I will insert my first like solid at that and I'll feel very accomplished. So if nothing else happens that day, I'm already around noon and I'll feel like and it's really about I don't want to say tricking ourselves, but it's about consistency and the body really knows, you know, the body keeps a lot of scores. So I would be like, okay, by that time I'm sitting down and I'm breaking that fast and I'm eating that meal around noon, one ish or so, I then could be like, look, if I don't get nothing else, I got this and this done. So it's a lot of like positive reinforcement in my my work. And then after while I'm eating, I will then be like, okay, now let's going to see what's going to happen after. So then that'll take me till about one o'clock and I'll see, okay, I might have to dive deeper into some of the admin or dive deeper into the creativity or record something or do that. But I make sure to show up to my practice and my process on the regular. Some days more things come out, some days less. And I learn to accept that's not my business. My job is to show up and my job is to move in flow with my energy. And then once I finish that, I'm in the afternoon session, then I will, you know, I'm kind of an ambivert. I can really be introverted and I, I sometimes know and I'll be like, hey, look. You do need to do some social things. So I would be like, hey, now I should do something social. So I might either attend an event or look at what's going on, or maybe I'll say, okay, this time I'm going to listen to a podcast or go into something that feeds my spirit. Because like I said, I'm a sailboat. I look for inspiration. I want to make sure I'm listening to other art. If somebody's like, yo, I dropped my album. Maybe I'll make that time a day after that to be like, hey, I'm going to listen to this and then focus. And then that's when I'll try to do social media stuff. Because that way I can know look half of the day is kind of rolling on through now i can tap into something because you know i have kind of an addictive mind so if i would jump into this when i open up then i could easily lose into the scrolling like oh yeah so i then i'll be like okay these are the posts i'm gonna plan this is what i need to do this is what i need to get back to or this is the event i'm gonna go into and then same thing i usually have dinner around seven eight o'clock and then once again, if there's an evening event after that, I'll be like, boom, I'm going to catch this. And then I do my best to to knock out uh, somewhere between 11 and midnight. And then I repeat the cycle. So it's a very simple schedule, circadian rhythm, look it up. And it does have a lot to do with sun balance. So, you know, as the winter months come in and the days get shorter, you know, in the UK, sun is a very rare commodity out oh, there. Yeah. You guys get two whole days of summer. I was like, yo, y'all, is, yo. I came over here in summer. I made a mistake. I came with T-shirts and shorts. I said, oh, man, I had to go to the store and start buying hoodies. I said, yo, yo, this, this. And everybody moving. I was like, yo, y'all got a different perception out there, you know? So I was like, yo. But the balance of seasonal things, you know? And then, of course, if there's something like I need to plan, sometimes I plan like a trip with a couple of friends I wouldn't coordinate that. But yeah, I I stick to that basically every day. It's sweet and simple. And then when I deviate from it, like I said, not every day I kind of deviate, but those things give me like a reference point to to go in. So that's how a typical day is for me and balancing those energies and knowing some days are going to be more slow and lethargic. Some days are going to be really fast, one, two, three, but to flow with my energy and not really be so hard on myself. And that's a typical day. And to recap is like to do something you know, offline and give thanks to the Most High, treat the body well, do something for that, tackle the hard stuff first, get it all done with, show up to my creative practice in whatever way feels necessary, look at some way I can either digest or ingest some form of creativity because I'm not an island, everybody's here doing the similar things that I do. So I I, I never want to feel alone in that. Going back into the process, diving more into whatever needs to be done Eating and and having these other meals. That's why I think is very important. And then, boom, going out to certain events or staying on my own or then watching a movie or something could be there, too. So to balance the downtime, too, because I used to always think, oh, it's a waste of time to do this. But I know we need rest, energy, and we need to balance that. So that's helped me, you know, kind of balance myself, you know, mentally, physically and spiritually. And that's the schedule. Anybody could sample that schedule. And once again, I want to shout out Circadian Rhythm. Look that up about how to move in, in uh, harmony with uh, environment you know especially when you live in urban areas I think it has to be a little yeah. more of a, a conscious practice yeah
0: I love that oh man so let's talk about activism because this is an important mm-hmm. part of yeah. who you are so anybody who doesn't know what an activist is I'm gonna let Y break this down for you also because there's I think you put two words together you put artist and activist yeah together. artivism yeah. artivism and I loved it and I thought what a great way to break down what activism and creativity is together as an artist or a poet or mm-hmm. whatever you are creatively so mm-hmm. could you break down for me what an activist is but also what do you feel about human rights but also how do you feel that you give something to the table for mm-hmm. what you do for activism human rights for just mm-hmm. your creativity
1: Yeah, it's it's real deep because, you know, as you know, like we said earlier, I was like, oh, I'm really into this, you know, writing and the poetry was like the foundation. So I give that the credit. And then when I got into poetry, I started learning meter. You know, like when you know, "Roses are red, violets are blue." It's that's a very melodic thing. And even when you, I learned the alphabet, it was A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S T U V W X Y and Z. That's four bars. So I tell people that's four measures in music. And we learn so much things through through nursery rhymes and through story and telling. So that was the key story for me. Now in activism, I got more into like the traditional thing, which was kind of like, you know, political and doing these things and it was great. But to be honest, I saw some of the contradictions in that side, right? Mm -hmm. And how I started to define my activism was activating our organism to its highest potential to not only serve self, but to serve community, you know? And uh, I got into bell hooks And she said like, ah, something like activism is our rent for uh, having a human body and living on the planet. I might be botching the quote, but I was so moved by that to say that we're on this space and we are ready to activate our organism to its potential. And when you do the best for you, that is the best you can do for another. So I would see from, you know, I look at it like a cup, right? If you pour into your cup enough so that it overflows, like that pyramid of champagne glasses, right? It can fill into other people, but you must focus on keeping filling your cup. So how I've defined activism is to pour into that cup so plentiful that it overflows with the divine abundance that is within every universal moment and to know that no matter what your financial status is or that you have the ability to use your organism to that and the other half of it was the creativity like i said this conversation our hand gestures our tone you have such a beautiful speaking voice it's like it's it's always art right because how you pick the shirt you're going to wear, how you style your hair, right? We're all creatives. And I think we kind of filter that out. We think, oh, no, no, that's just, especially when you just do it to do it, right? You don't think it's something so special. I I didn't think it was, but that's actually what your most creative expression is from, right? From you being your most authentic self. So... When I, you know, the old artist uh, cliche, right? We become what I call the slashers. Oh, I'm, I'm a musician. I'm an artist. I'm a poet. I'm a singer. I'm a writer, right? And I was like, I need to reduce this thing to one word. And it was the the feeling or the emotion to reduce it, right? To reduce, to simpli- simplify. So when I started looking at art and activism and I saw the hybrid word of artivism, I said, this one thing I could do theater. I could do poems. I could do this. I can play music, but I could always keep it under this home, so to speak. That to me, it fits into. So that came in, and you know, just once again, coming from an uh, immigrant family and social justice rights. You know, we grew up on certain financial challenges and then things. It really made me feel for that, and I realized, like, wait a minute. I want to use my life to be of service, you know, I, I, I came across a term, I think this might be Buddhist, or or, or from the Vedas text called Seva, which is to be uh, of service. And I said, wow, I want to make sure like everybody, you know, when I first started music, I was like, give me the Grammys, give me all them things, give me the money, you know, give it all right. But You you know, I got blessed to get some opportunities. The first time I was put on a plane was to do music and stuff. So, like, I I literally was brought to places and spaces through art. So when I saw what happened to me as a kid from Southside, Jamaica, Queens, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. The universe blessed me. I got to give something back, you know, and you'll see in all scriptures they talk about tithe which is the idea of if you make a dollar, they say a percent should be going to this. And I think that is your energy. Part of your energy should be used, once again, fill your cup, but it should overflow into being of service to something to create some impact in humanity. You know, so that really helped me kind of put all things into a house. And I had so many years where I, I felt like, oh, I want to be identified as this, or I want to be identified as publishing the curriculum, or this, but it was with working with kids. When I started doing youth work, Europe, shout out to them, They they would always show me that you shouldn't be quantified back to that origin as a child that i like to go to the video section the movie section the audiobook section and nothing was wrong with that you know Mm -hmm. i struggled with that by feeling like i needed to 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 fit into a box but when i heard artivism and then i started realizing wow all of my skills could fit under this simple hybrid word it felt like the thing that I identified So, you know, my my when people ask me what I do, the, the one line I have is I'm an interdisciplinary artist. meaning I use my dis- different disciplines and mediums to activate my organism to its highest potential to be of service to myself to the degree that it overflows into others and, and hopefully create some sort of impact that is, you know, beyond just my own ego, you know, because I have an ego like anybody else, you know, but I... <laughs> I uh, I want to keep it in check and balance it, and know that I could shine my light, but I, I want to be grounded in purpose and intention.
0: I think there is good ego and bad yeah. ego. I think, like you say, balancing it out is a beautiful thing. I think sometimes people get carried away um, mm. because they want some they want to prove something to someone. People in the world want to be accepted, and that's one of the key things about ego is wanting someone to accept you by showing your confidence of who you are. So Mm. by having that, that's when people show their ego the most. And it's something that we learned within ourselves, so when we can use it and when we should not use it. So that's one of the things. But one other question I would love to ask you is, if you had a piece of music Mm -hmm. that you can have to your poetry or mm-hmm. just an art form that expressed who you are, what piece of music would you put together while you were acting or being a poet or just doing mm-hmm. being your authentic creative self? Because music says so much mm-hmm. within our bodies. It expresses who mm-hmm. we are. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if you had a piece of music that you could use, to express you, what piece of music would you use? And why?
1: I'm gonna have to go with what came to my mind. And this, this, this is gonna be an out there answer, but I know you with the smoke, so we are. Here. I'm gonna use silence. Ooh. And, and the reason I'm gonna go gangsta on them and say silence is because there is no way. There is no way. I have so much love for anything that creates a vibration. And a a frequency is impossible because you have such a deep love for the jazz. I have such a deep love for the reggae and the soaker that grew up in my household. I know I could not, but the one thing I couldn't live without that gives every sonic piece of thing its groove is the silence in between it. Because if I play, you know... made that up right but what gives it that is that that's that space in between it and without that space we got nothing so if i had to say one thing it's that nothingness that makes everything like the blackness of the universe it's that divine infinite well to draw from and it's when you take that moment before you go in before you start that's where to me everything comes from. So I, I gotta bring it back. And it is said that the, the universe has a tone and has a frequency within its space, right? You know when you're totally quiet in a room, right? Or you hear literally nothing, you start to hear or sounds there are our internal organs. We're technically playing a music all the time. I when I teach music with kids, I go like this, they go, I go, who doesn't think they're a musician? And then you know some will say, no I'm not it. And then I say put your hand on your heart. And I say, does anybody not feel a beat? Means if you don't, you're dead. You know, so everybody feel a beat. <laughs> and I say, I need everybody to say what they feel even if it has no words on top of the beat. And someone will be like, I don't like this. I said, great, next. And they're like, that was it? I said, yes. Someone like, oh. Someone like, da-da-da-da-da. And I said, congratulations. You have a beat playing and you compose a rhythm and a melody on top of a beat. You're officially a musician. Welcome to the club. And then some of them like, wait a minute, no. And I said, look, even by definition, beat, melody, rhythm, pitch. Your tone has a pitch. It has that, you have a sequence of notes and a thing. That's what a melody, is. you just did it. So, and then they're like, they, they tried to argue with me. All, and I said, nope, no arguments. It's official. You're in the club. Unless, did you not feel the beat? Did you not say something you felt over the beat? And like they, they'll try to be, oh, no, but it wasn't, da, da, da. it wasn't Beethoven's Six Symphony, or it wasn't the new song from, but da, da it was, rolling the foot in my door, screw! You know, like, we have our ideas of what we want, you know? But really, if you let go of that, you just do what you feel. You gave oh, me the access. God. And I said, that's the science. So, like, I, I always need to bring it back to that silence, you know? So, like... um. It's something I have to remind myself of every day because imposter syndrome is real. We feel like what we make isn't good enough. who we are isn't enough. That's conditioning through a lot of systemic structures, right? So it's a lot of unlearning and the way to the unlearn is sit with yourself in that deep silence in that deep groove and you're gonna find out what resonates with your being. And once that you start from that, that's the one thing I couldn't. you know, any, Concert, anything, right, before that first beat plays, what does it do, right? It reaches a moment of absolute silence. Then it's boom, and then it goes, right? And same thing is with us. That's the spark of creation. So, you know, I'm going with silence for the win. You know, I hope it wasn't dodging the question, but no, um, no, it's no. over here. yeah. Oh, no,
0: it's actually unexpected. It's yeah. actually, and I love things when they're unexpected. It, you which, which That's it. Which kind of brings me steez. to my next question for you. So you're the founder of Creative Expressions. Yes, ma'am. And I would love for you to be able to talk about what you do and why you do it, because the title alone is powerful. And when you have a title that says Creative Expressions, therefore, you are an educator just through the title. Yeah. Please tell us more about Creative Expressions, what you do, how did it come around, what triggered in your mind to say, I want to do this.
1: Oh, wow. I love you. You, You're on point with just the way you hold space. Thank you for that. I want to give acknowledgement to that beautiful black woman bringing that energy of the divine feminine. Just got to give that shout out there because it needs to be shouted out and emphasized. And that's what happened, you know, coming from what we talked about. I realized that I had a different perspective. And the key why the world never says we got enough singers, we got enough writers, we got enough poets, we got enough radio hosts, the universe never puts a cap on that because everyone can bring their unique perspective. As I started seeking and, and, you know, taking some art stuff and going into schools, my schools didn't have strong art and music programs in, in, in the hood. So I realized, I said, there's not enough places that create a platform for people to express and explore. They usually, you know, if you go into music, they'll say, "Okay, guys, we're going to start this note is C. And then they teach you the major scale. And then they say, oh, if you hit this, oh, you hit the wrong note. That's what they tell you, you hit the wrong note. And then it creates anxiety. And I started realizing, wait a minute, wait a minute. People can come to that. Like, I do know a lot of the musical stuff. I spent a lot of years studying it. But if I wasn't myself first, which is what started organically with the words and the nothingness and coming from no musical family and that stuff, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have had the skills to be able to do that. Whereas if I was like forced into lessons at a young age, like some people do, I know they'll take piano for 12 years, then they quit for two, they forget everything. And I said, how was this a part of your life two days a week, recitals and all this from age five to, to, to 18, and now you don't remember nothing? I had to say there wasn't a connection. So. The key of creative expressions is to create a platform, you know, to build an environment that impacts, educates and empowers, where it's non-hierarchical learning. We use the cypher, the circle as a symbol to know that everyone is both student and teacher. Whether this is your first day on an instrument, writing, singing, playing, rapping, anything, you are both in a position to teach and in a position to learn. We have now gone to developing, and I'll kind of give you, you see my steez, I'll give you the beginning, give you the end, and I'm going to bring it right back to the middle. Right. Now we've been developing things like the online courses, the grant writing stuff, shout out to Stronger Bond Studios and Oni and Maiden in Queens. They, they are now reaching out to me to help develop those things for those, so anybody want to tap in, please hit me up about that, it's amazing. And then I started getting into virtual teaching and this and that, but I knew I jumped into a bottomless pit. I wouldn't have thought, from my love of words, that it would lead me to express. I grew up in New York around hip hop. That was just the cultural influence. I have a West Indies background, that brought me to that bump and that jive, all of that niceness in me. And then when I started playing certain chords, I saw this a jazz chords. This come from deep history of black music and jazz being once again a traditionally black art form but when it came to institutionalizing of the music a lot of it never created the artists like charlie parker and them you know people forget miles davis was on scholarship to juilliard and he left to go play in black clubs in new york with uh dizzy gillespie and charlie parker and that's where he considered his real education happened so me knowing that I said, wait a minute, creative expressions has to allow freedom, like you said, creative freedom. So it was so beautiful when you said that. And I decided that it's a circular based organization where I don't really do the hierarchical thing where other artists or my former students have now become a lot of the teaching artists. So I, I teach them not to rely on me. And I also teach them to teach me. So like some of them may use a software that I'm not familiar with. They'll hit me to this. You know, the person who is the chief tech of of my company and the production company is one of my former students, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he turned into audio video specialist and I met him, he was making beats on a crack software on a computer on Fruity Loops, you know? And he told me he didn't wanna go to college. I said, come on, bring him in. I started paying him as a teaching assistant when he became a senior twice, you know? I started having him plug up the wires and I told him it's okay. When a lot of people were telling him, oh, you're going to be a fit. I saw he had a genius mindset. He just, he's into education, but school isn't the only place you're going to get education. Exactly. Education is learning. So it's about learning. And yes, it does take refining. It does take growth. It does take discipline. I don't want to take out those features, but the way we do is an ever-changing thing. And a lot of ways music and arts are being taught is literally from a system from the 1800s that is from colonized um, European energy. A lot of black and brown and people, we learn things kinesthetically through our bodies. And then we could break down, okay, is a C sharp minor seven flat two or whatever you want to call it, right? And there's there's a place for that. But I know if you cannot make a personal connection to that and feel that your art is being used for a purpose, you won't stick with it. You will go away from it because you'll feel forced. And when you start feeling that you're doing wrong, you know art is supposed to be a space where there is no right or wrong. How can you say you painted something wrong? Because it's your perspective. How could you technically place something wrong? But we take on that. Through someone else telling you, oh, yo, you should have hit B instead of the C. But really, anyone will tell you who's been a long term in their craft that you can make anything work. That's a true. person who's a master painter can get busy with a piece of chalk. You know, a great person can get busy with their voice with very minimal things. So we have to go back inside to know that the power is within you and you got to bring that what's within you outside because if you go within you're never going to be without so you know that's how it led and you know for the nuts and bolts people because i get out there you know i have done curriculum and we do workshops and you know i have worked with you know uh, schools that have lost their music and arts programs so a big thing is helping you know when the schools defund the arts they say oh we we don't got time for art because we need test prep and academia but if you excel in arts, you surpass every academic standard. The discipline and focus it takes for your craft, you being a host, you getting your equipment set up, those are what are actually becoming the 21st century skills that are the highest paid job job skills in the markets. And if you're creative, you know how to work with so little and make something out of nothing, which is the idea of an artist, a blank page, a blank canvas, silence, and then composing from nothing. And that's what people who have been historically oppressed are super skilled at. My mom stretched them food stamp checks for,
0: oh, tell me about for it.
1: meals, meals for all of us. We never went hungry, you know, for that. The same skill. And I said, my mom is a genius. She never went to college. My dad never went to college, you know what I mean, In university. So I started realizing I was blessed. And I was a, a high-level student when I chose to leave college after one semester. I gave my parents a report called A's, and I said, this is destroying my soul Because they're telling me that this is what I'm doing is wrong and I should do this and I'm seeing the results of it and it's becoming people who create uh, something that mimics art. If it was the equivalent of an artist, they're just trying to paint exactly like a photograph, but you're not bringing your style into it. Which is where I get the idea of improvisation and freestyle, which is to free your style once again. So there has to be space held for it. So Creative Expressions did get founded, you know, it's 10 years actually, you know, in September of 2012. Uh, Rest in peace to my cousin. She was the one who helped me um, make it a legal entity. You know, I started doing the work volunteer for no money, no nothing in the housing projects or the estates is what you guys call in the UK. And I just did the work volunteer and I got so good at it. Teachers asked me to come into the school and then I got paid. I didn't know how like invoices and W9 worked Then the IRS was like, yo, yo, it's money. You're making money. I was ah, and my cousin said, come, come, we're going to create an entity so you could, you know, make write-offs and you could calculate your expenses. I was so nervous because they told me I owed them taxes on like 30 grand. I didn't have no money. I spent all the money on living. And in one year, I went from being negative to literally being in the green. And I said, wow, I want to show this to other people because I felt so humbled, you know? So that's how Creative Expression was founded. And when it became more than I could teach, I would just bring in my other artist, musician, homies, and just say, look, I'm going to create a course. And this is how I built my first course. I called it um, the Artivist Training. It's now been called to say that this is going to show you how to make the lesson plans, how to make the curriculum. And then now we've been evolving it into like grant writing for artists to help us sustain financially and help us uh, go to the next level. So that's the latest one I've been working on uh, to do it. So it's a bottomless pit. And then I balance my creativity with that left brain and right brain. And yeah, we have over 35 teaching artists and we're working on getting more funding for like operations and I'm learning the marketing, you know, shout out to Oni and that. So hey. like, you know, this is the reason I'm on here with you because I get nervous because I'm like, yo, am I going to have to? He's like, why? Just get on there and be yourself, man. Exactly. Just be yourself. And now I'm learning that this is the world is caught up. You know what I mean? 15, 20 years ago, people were coming on like, hey, I'm the ba ba you know, like we're coming off like we salespeople, but like, nah, there ain't nothing. But all of us deserve the divine abundance. All Hmm. of us have something within us. And creativity is a divine right, you know, and there is a way that we should all do what we love for a living, because that will make you the most happiest. And money will come, you know, the the, the ability to take care of yourself can come to it, but you have to believe, but I almost say you can't give yourself no plan Hmm. B, you got to go all in, 10 yes. toes in, you know, all money in, like the great Nipsey Hussle said, rest yep. in peace, you know. So that's really the foundation of it. It's a learning process. It's a non-hierarchical organization. So everyone has the ability to, to give feedback. And, you know, some people dislike it, but I just say, nope, this is the fluidity that I'm choosing to run this. And if people come in for a year or two and dip out, they take what I do and make their own business, it's welcomed. It's always welcome. I don't want ownership over nobody. We do teach people about intellectual property and how to do those things. And every couple of years, we have to relearn because the mediums and the forms that we express are our art change. So I'm a permanent student. So Creative Expressions has just been my outlet to be able to provide what I've learned for others and continue to offer my services and and get it in there. So that's what it is. We do offer courses, curriculum, and anybody can hit me up for that. You know, our website is creativeexpressions.co and any feedback is welcome if anyone is willing to be there. I will never turn anyone away due to lack of funds. You know, that's how I am. Money gonna come, money gonna go. That's what it is. It's an ends to a means. If you have a good heart and a good spirit and you're willing to serve something greater than yourself... I believe we can work something out that feels fair for everybody. You know what I'm saying? But we do got to survive and take care of our necessities as well. So I'm once again learning. It's 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 a delicate balance, but it's all doable. And that's why the company was founded. And, you know, my mission has and continues to evolve. And, you know, now I kind of serve as more of a program director and I design most of the programs. And then I'm empowering a lot of people to do what I did uh, 10 years ago to kind of taking that position with more ease than I did. So the the word I learned instead of a mentor or educator is facilitator which comes yes. from the Latin origin of facile which is to make easy. My job is to take what's in there and how do we create a simple process for us to use the art, the technology and evolve and not get stuck in archaic ways that maybe no longer serving us and also making sure our work is participant led. So you know, I can dive deep into that as a whole thing but I wanted to make sure you know, uh, that's, that's shouted out But yeah we, we got the goods for y'all And we're always winning, Willing to learn And yeah It's an ever-evolving process So thank you for asking about
0: that Guys You definitely need to make sure You hit up why Okay Yeah And ask as much questions And literally That's his name Why Okay So There is a question And a question And a question mm-hmm. Inception and We're mind. going in deep And he doesn't mm-hmm. mind I would love to ask This is a spontaneous question okay? Yeah yeah Of course if your aura, and aura is a powerful yeah. spiritual means to us all, and once you've tapped into that, it's a beautiful thing to be able to tap into. If mm-hmm. your aura was a color, what color would your aura be? The reason why I say this is because every color has an expression, has a meaning, has a fluidity within us. Mm-hmm. What color would your aura be?
1: Just like the last one, this comes to me real quick. And people will argue with me, is this a color or not? Clear.
0: That's a good good argument, actually.
1: This is a deep one. And the reason I say, well, someone goes, well, how is clear a color? And I said, well, what color is water when you put it in a cup? And you know, it there's a clear nail polish and there's a, you know, the window, right? There's glass, right? And it's there and it's like, the reason I'm, and this shows you guys where my mind and my spirit is at. The reason is A, I seek literally through etymology clarity. And I'm into the chakras and the musical notes that are connected to the chakras. And you know, when I started studying red root chakra connected to see the, you know, Roy G. Biv, uh, for those, the color spectrum of red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, right? There is said that when all of these things are also referred as the kundalini energy, activate together, what happens is the sphere, or the sphere, which is the electromagnetic field of the aura, comes in. We are now in this level where they speak of what are the above things, the things that go above our mind, which I think goes into where we're at now is a higher consciousness that we're tapping into. And the reason that I'm looking above and beyond my body is, A, there's that infinite blackness of space and there is the depth of our ancestors that were here before me. And they have done so much struggle to allow me to be at this point of my existence, so I would not be here without standing on the ground of my ancestors. I also know once I pass from this physical realm, there is something beyond this realm and all will return from which it came and that to me is that space. And that space of when we're reduced to that nothingness is also a clarity. And, um, you know, I used to think, once again, this was like an unknown thing, or I used to, you know, beat myself up about it. But now I can confidently say that it's that clarity. And it's that is what I seek to balance of it. Because it was always so hard for me to choose a favorite color, you know, and, and for those things, like choose a favorite, you know, favorite food. Everything to pick a favorite was hard for me, yeah. but now, like, I look, I keep seeing zero. I keep seeing clear. I keep seeing those things. And that has allowed me to feel more solid in my work, Uh, ironically. So, like, uh, I would say that. Um, If I did, and I always want to be a non-dodge into question person, the colors that I tend to gravitate toward myself are actually um, gray. I wear a lot of gray and a lot of bluish gray. And I love, like, overcast days, which is maybe why I liked it in England. And you know why gray... Because it seems like, you know, people are like, yo, you're such a vibrant energy, you like gray? And it's like, because before I would like black and white, you know, for a while I was like wearing a lot of just like, even the shirt I wear is black and white, right? I noticed when you mix that black and white, you get the gray area, which represents yeah. the unknown, which represents, and now when skies are overcast, right? it's what allows you to appreciate the day and then eventually those clouds dissipate to make room for it but um it's also those rain when the rain is being held that contains that water which is life you know so there's a lot of energy i do like about i tend to wear a lot of grays and a lot of bluish grays that are like those colors Uh, but yeah i like kind of because I, i i feel in my own way that like I want to let my, my energy be that vibrant. And, um, yeah, I tend to like to remove a lot of things. As you see, I don't have much stuff in the background. I like the absence and space of things because I feel like it allows me to bring clarity. And, yeah, that, that that's that's really the vibration I'm on to keep, you know, the aura clear and to, to know that I can see through the, you know, the illusionments that I have because I'm like anybody. I'm not perfect. I got my flaws and I wear them proudly on my sleeve and... You know, I'm out here to be authentic, you know, but um, that's that rawness, you know, to that, to get that clarity. And it is the first thing that came to my mind. And I'm learning how to just trust in that and give you that answer. But, you know, we unpack it as we go. You know. I
0: like it. So, I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Bear with me two seconds. I'm just going to let yeah. my cat free. Okay. Ooh, do <laughs> it. Okay. He's happy now.
1: Yes. The cat out.
0: <laughs> I let him out. Set him free. That'd actually be a a good song title I say I'm free
1: Mm, (laughs) I love it Yeah, cats, they give so much love Because they also know the balance They're not like dogs Uh, You know, this is my first cat I've had for uh, now three years And she teaches me so much Mm -hmm. Because she knows when she wants affection and not She knows when she wants to be left alone And it's like, wow, they're, they're so independent, yet they're so spiritually, like, aware. And I feel like they see something that, you know, is on another vibration. So I'm always thinking, like, what do y'all know that we don't know? You know? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I love it. was like, it's dinner time. And like you say, he didn't even need to look at the time. He just knew. Yeah, they... He just intrinsic. knew. Like,
1: yeah, cool. you know, love. You already know. It's beautiful. Um,
0: so I only have two more for you, Why? Ooh, I can keep uh, going all, all uh, night being, with you. Uh, it's, you know what? That is so true. I agree. With yeah, you this felt
1: like five minutes. Yeah, I can't it believe did, did. I, I'm like, re- I'm like, did we get it done? Did we do it? You know? But that—that's that jazz. That's that jazz. Oh, you know man. what I mean? We just hit a solo right there. We did a duet right now, and we're just like, you know, wow. Oh man,
0: I love yeah. it. I totally this is love amazing. it. Yeah. So, if I said to you that I was going to put you on a desert island, mm. and you were allowed to take you and your guitar, Ooh. but also have mm-hmm. an activist, mm. a president, Ooh. and a musician with you, who would you take and why?
1: <sighs> okay.
0: This is going to be interesting.
1: This is good. Um... Mm, man, that's all. okay. I'm starting with one. Let's go. Activist first. Okay. First came to mind. The first two I'm going to have to narrow down between is Angela Davis and Bell Hooks. I'm going Angela Davis. I mentioned Bell earlier, but Angela Davis, she's an abolitionist and mm. someone like I'm going Ange, you know, like check out, j- j- just go into her, you know, but Angela, I love, I saw her speaking on something relatively recently, and she was talking about why certain things are not supposed to be reformed. We just need to let them go and create the new. Yes. Um, Because a lot of times our energy is spent in trying to reformat something that doesn't work for us or has been a system of oppression into something that can serve people. But if its roots are rooted in oppression, why not just let it go and create something that is not founded in oppression? So that's what I, I would I would tap into to Angela Davis for, because I would say, "Let's make something new. We're on this island, so the abolitionist approach heavy into to, to her work, and yeah, you know, really, really informed my switch of how I define activism. So, and of course, another amazing, powerful black woman. so boom, the mother of creation, she's gonna be up in there, you know what I mean? We gotta bring them with us. so that's that's my um that's my activist. What was the other one you said? President. Ooh, president. You know, I'm going radical, man. I'm going. I'm, I'm gonna have to go with. Um, I'm, I'm botching the name, but it was the original uh, of it who beat all the colonizers out in um, Jean, man. I'm, I don't, I don't want to say the, the wrong name, but he was he defeated the the Spanish and the French colonizers, because what was Hispaniol, you know, they divided it now into Haiti and the Dominican Republic. He, through grassroots methods, uh, was able to, and that's why to this day, they never let Haiti play off their, 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 their freedom, because the Haitian independence, you know, when I got into study, and the last place I worked before the pandemic was in a place called Kenskoff, Haiti. And when I saw the strength of that people, I have not been to Africa, But that was my closest connection. Like, they'll take a patch of grass that someone would just overlook and they would just create something out of it. They built their own transportation systems with abandoned things that were looked at as garbage from other places on the planet. They were doing upcycling and one of the highest levels of things because Haiti is marked as such an impoverished place, but the music, the art that came out of there is so high vibration um, and I, I'm pardoned that I don't have the name, but it would be that brother who who basically fought off any colonizing energy because he understood that the people, the answers are within the people. And these were colonized imperialist energies coming to take over what was a tiny island at the time, Hispaniola. And he, he had the sauce, man, and wasn't afraid to do it by, almost like prior to Malcolm, mm-hmm. you know, I would say that. So he was the original um, Haitian, pardon that his name is slipping me right now but I know he was a Jean you know and he 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 relentlessly fought for the independence of his people and, and um, got that so that combined with that Angela Davis is the sauce uh, for me that's that that's that part that keeps revolutions which are circles 360 degrees don't worry
0: we'll find out his name guys and we'll put it got in it the we'll description we'll get the name and
1: we'll throw it in there yeah we'll, we'll find it uh, and then the third was musician right right that's, that's the hardest one and that's why I'm stalling on it you know but uh <laughs> Man, on a, on a deep level, uh, the, the person who has probably impacting me the most, let me, let me allow a source to send me, it's got to be a woman, man, because I tend to listen to mainly women, you know. Uh, I like Man, that. it's just that they have, I don't know what it is, but I, I just feel like something around a, a, a woman's energy just, it's just the nature of women physiologically is a birthing energy. So I, I, I would, man, I'm going Nina, I'm going Nina, I'm going Nina, and you know I'm going Nina, Nina, people may not know, Nina has an amazing classical background during yes, the time yes. she had the full on background, plus she came up in the black church. Plus, she evolved into the jazz. And at first, her voice, she her register is where most male are. She's She'll hit that low tenor. And at first, she was looked at as, oh, she doesn't have to. And her first gig, she didn't play the piano. She just went and sang because they were like, hey, you're a woman. You need to sand and do this and be this. And then she was like, yo, fuck that. I'm coming in. I'm doing this. And then she started. Black is my color. And like, she would just put your hairs on edge and just look at you in the eye and say something and you know she was supposed to go to Juilliard and she was had the skill level had the talent could sight read could do everything that was on the level but simply because she was black and her dream was to play in Carnegie Hall um, she ended up going toward other styles of music which opened her to blues and jazz yes. which then became I almost feel like it was ordained because her goal was she wasn't originally going to be a vocalist. And she had such a unique vocal timbre. And she was so good at what she did with composition and arrangement. Like, her music is still relevant. And I got into her through hip-hop records that were sampling Nina yes. Simone, all the way up into Lil Wayne. You could hear Misunderstood takes from Nina. Her music is timeless. And the fact that she was an ever-evolving artist, in my opinion, you know? Uh, it would have to be Nina. And yeah, she stood for so much. And she never stopped evolving artistically. And musically and you know she went on to do those her work and she was so unapologetic about standing up for her people in her community as, as a dark skinned black woman who was just like wouldn't take anything and didn't conform to being a pop star but yet her I didn't know this but her recognition came a lot later. So she took a long road when everybody was doing boo bop de bop de bop love. She was deep into using her art as activism, you know. And uh, so I, I'm going Nina. I got I got Nina. I got the squad over there. Was there another one? Or did we do we hit them all? No,
0: we we hit them all. We hit them all. Yeah.
1: So I think if I got them. You know, with that, I would be able to create a vibration that would allow us to, you know, uh together. I think that would just be the sauce. Yeah,
0: I think you would levitate just from the names alone, just before you even connect yeah. on the island. You guys would levitate.
1: Man, that, and thank you for this question, because you're making me think multidimensional of those different aspects that are my life. So you are the... You guys can't see this, I'm throwing up these hearts, you know what I mean? <laughs> Just big love at this, because well, t- this is... I'm yeah, taking this is, them, I'm, I'm, trust I'm me. sending that across the pond, you I know am, what I mean? we I out here. I'm taking
0: them. I only said I had two left, but for some reason I feel like I need yeah, to ask you this I, one, so...
1: Please, please, I'm here.
0: When was the last time that you felt your soul was totally at peace with itself?
1: Wow. I had a really rough experience on Monday mm. and Tuesday, which was two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, you know, like a lot of people, I sometimes deal with like, you know, that anxiety and that doubt to a point where it gets overwhelming. And uh, I was in a deep position of questioning, you know, I was asked to perform at this event. And uh, I went out and, you know, that wasn't the hard part, but um, I was on the ride home and I was like, you know, just like to be totally honest, like this deep kind of sadness came above me and I was just like exploring it because I've been learning how to not repress my emotions and also how to deal with them without art. Because to be honest, this is why like this is like a safety tool for me. I am gonna Aww. take a vulnerable moment. Right. Because sometimes when I'm and, you know, yeah, I think this is appropriate way that this is the, the question um to anybody who's ever feeling. like you're not enough. And like, you know, I had a lot of trouble expressing emotion, so I would put it in my writing, I'd put it in my music. But I'm learning now as an adult that there are certain things that I wanna go beyond my title of an artist, activist, educator, you name it, right? I wanna just be okay with just me, just why? Just simple. And and after I felt that deep sadness, and I couldn't really sleep that night. And I woke up the next day, a, a real sense of peace came over me. And I think it was because normally, I, you know, I run to the notebook. I run to the instrument. And I go, okay, I got I to get this out. But that night, Monday night, for like the first time in a long time, I sat with it. I, I, I sat down with it. And when I woke up the next day, I'm not going to lie, like I, I had tears. And a lot of times I get to this point where I, I feel like the tears are about to come and they don't. But they were able to come through, you know? And I was like, yo, you're, you're falling in love with you. Yeah. And I was like, I've been waiting for this. You know, to not need the show, to not need that. And I canceled the gig that I had on Tuesday. And I said, no, I'm not, I'm not. And yeah, I'm low-key, a little low on rent, you know what I mean? But I still let it go because I was like, you know what? I can let these things go. Yeah, and it's okay Mm -hmm. and the most high is with us and I don't need to be defined by my work you know the capitalist structure really tells us that like we are defined by our output and our productivity and I don't I used to really I couldn't go into a room and not like announce myself as an artist years ago you know I, I I Now I've been able to go up to people in more very recent years since this COVID time and just say hi and like be okay with that. And that's years of work, you know, it's, 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 it's that. And I would say that knowing that you are enough, knowing that I am enough and knowing that my work, I am greater than what I produce. Because yeah. you know, I used to find all of my value and my identity and what I can create. So that's why I'd feel nervous when when I wasn't in a space of creation. But now I'm learning how to like sit in stillness and deal with that, which is what allowed me to shift the schedule and do those things. And um I still I still got you know, I still carry the tools with me, you know what I mean, But I feel like I'm not defined by them anymore, and I'm not limited by them anymore. because you know, one of my mentors told this, he said, he said, why? This, this thing never plays itself, man. And he said, the more you get it, it's the more that you're translating your essence of your being into that. Yeah. And you are you when you're walking down the street, when you're sleeping, when you're doing these seemingly mundane activities. Know that you are the culmination of your entire life's experience. So that was it Tuesday On a Tuesday We did <laughs> it You know
0: <laughs> See do you know what Wei? I think that's it's a beautiful a way To actually end the podcast But mm-hmm. before I have the pleasure And gratitude of yeah. thanking you I mm-hmm. do want you to tell Every single person who is listening Where they can find you How they can hit you up How they can send a message to you How they can send their energy to you <laughs> You know, how can they find the beautiful way?
1: Yep, yep, yep. Alright, let's do this the way I started all this music stuff. I'm doing it out with a freestyle. Okay. You started out on the Instagram. I'm at Why Not Show Love? If you gotta spell it W-H-Y-N-O-T to the S-H-O-W-L-O-V-E. I also got an artist website that's called why not show .com, .com, Creative CreativeExpressions.co is the place you gotta get it when you never really know. But I'm just being a little silly with the melodies. Got a flow that'll cause another felony. I'm behind my bars, the bars of set it, and I'm sicker than a person charged for mending at the free clinic. Huh. So that website once again is whynotshowlove.com.com.com, creativeexpressions.co.co.co, .co. Instagram at whynotshowlove. Show love, show love,
0: bam
1: your boy. I'm here. I'm inside of you. I'm a part of you. I'm everything. I'm nothing, and I'm everything in between, yo. That's it. It was an honor to be here, and yep those who don't speak freestyle once again why not show love dot com. why not show love at on instagram and creative expressions with the s dot c o for all the arts education work and the curriculum and the workshops if you need it Uh, i'm here to listen i'm here to learn and anybody who reaches out you are highly appreciated and you are highly respected and i will do my best to see how we can align always keep an open ear and heart
0: I love that why this is where I say to you thank you so much for taking your time your patience connecting with me and sending messages across each other through the planes of energy you know thank you for your time as always and just thank you for a beautiful interview I really enjoyed it thank you so much
1: thank you you're welcome
0: you're more than welcome guys thank you so much for listening to the us people podcast and you can listen and subscribe and leave a review on any platform that you choose to also on spotify itunes google play and again any platform that you desire to listen to. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also donate to the As People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website by typing in paypal.me forward slash Us People podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay happy, stay positive, and as always, please continue to be kind to one another.
1: Thank you, love. Wow. So amazing. Honored. And this felt like five minutes. I, I it was like we broke the time space continuum with this. So, I, wow, I I had no idea. But wow, this was such an organic experience. want to thank you for that. And yeah, I appreciate you. And, you know, if there's any other way that I could support in addition to spreading the work and promoting, I'm going to make sure, I, you know, I got all the links now in the email. So I'll 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 be sure to blast it out but yeah just thank you for you you are so like you you hold space so well it's like it's deceptively simple that shows how much like how much of a lovely spirit you are you know what i mean like I'm, i'm i'm very sensitive to energy and i feel your energy all the way over here so it's like yeah your tone is so incredible too so like yeah your poise is very inspiring so thank you for just like how you are your presence is so like filling you know it's just like a home-cooked meal just being around you you know so thank you for that let it
0: breathe breath into life push all your fears to the side control your mind it's all all right enjoy your life the joy is mine commit to you you got the tools everything you do you make the rules Sorry. Sometimes you need